we all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet, and welcome to Finding Faith. Among other things, I'm the author of two books, one of which is Leaving Church, Finding Faith, Six Steps for Discovering Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church. And you can find those books and how to contact me on my website at julietdoriswilliams.com. And I am here in this space chatting with you about the book and other things that may bubble up when we're talking about matters of faith and life and how those two things intersect. Because if you are at all like me, they always intersect. So hey there, friends. Have you ever started working on a project and no matter what you did or what angle you decided to take, it just wouldn't come together? Well, that's where I've been for the past couple of weeks with preparing this next episode for Finding Faith. I had many starts and stops on an outline for what I wanted to share with you, even finished it or thought I finished it. At the end though, I just just couldn't bring myself to record it. I came across a quote about halfway into my process and prep for this next episode. The quote is from Don Miguel Ruiz that said, be impeccable with your word, speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Some of you may recognize that as one of the four agreements from the book of the same name. Highly recommend, by the way. So I came across that quote and immediately knew that I could not come to this space unless I was prepared to speak with my authentic voice. I knew, I know that I am not authentically showing up unless I am prepared to genuinely speak from my heart. And why is that important here? Because faith is an action word. It is yes, what you feel and yes, what you know, but it is also also the actions you take. It is also accountability to your values and your belief systems you purport to subscribe to. So I was stuck. It, it wasn't that I was without words to speak. It's that all the words in my head were not going to be in the direction of truth and love. There are those that will argue that truth is subjective. And there are some that will argue that love must be tough. And they aren't necessarily wrong, just as they aren't necessarily right. 
truth is very much informed and guided by our lived experience. It is a context that guides our lives. And love, love ain't always sweetness and light. Love, the act of love is hard. For those of us who follow the way of Jesus, love is sacrificial. And so when one wants to be impeccable with one's word, when one wants their words to always point in the direction of truth and love, sometimes that someone just needs to practice hushed mouth grace because one should simply not speak if what's going to come out of your mouth is, well, something you might want to walk back at some point. It's that accountability factor. It's my job to keep custody of my words. I am in control of them. There's, there's an old and, and super cute saying, don't let your mouth write a check that your backside can't cash. That was actually the PG version, and I kind of like the, the other one, but, you know, we'll keep it PG for this one. Um, let's just say I was in the mood to write several checks these past couple of weeks. So I took some time to just ride with it. Just sometimes you just have to have to embrace what you are feeling. And that is actually the shortest way, the shortest distance to get through a bad space. Just sit with it. Don't judge it. Don't try to justify it. Just be with it. So what was I feeling? Hopeless is what I was feeling. Angry is what I was feeling angry and frustrated with people who wouldn't take this virus seriously, which puts us all at risk and slows down efforts to contain it. I was frustrated with the politicalization of a health crisis, especially when so many people have lost their lives. So many grieving people because of lost loved ones and friends. I was frustrated with humans who displayed in their words and their actions that they just simply couldn't be bothered to be bothered. And I've been here before. I've been through this before. The politicalization of a health crisis, having spent, gosh, over a decade working in the HIV AIDS STD arena. That time was also marked with lots of grief, lots of anger, lots of feeling incredulous about humanity at the time. So not a new feeling, an old feeling dredged back up. All of that, plus a scraping off of the scabs of wounds of cultural cultural and historical trauma. Black folks of a certain age have living his, historical experience of the civil rights era, of the fight for civil rights and racial terror. It's been difficult to be charitable to those who actively seek to invalidate my existence. Of course, this isn't new in these days and times. My 
lived experience as a black woman means that these things happen. So it must be Tuesday. It's normal. It's usually subtle until it's blatant. And we are living through a time where all the isms that have heretofore been somewhat undercover are now out in blazing color. I had some feelings about that. Feelings so strong that they surprised me. Were my feelings justified? Of course. Did those justifiable feelings give me license to act in ways that might cause harm to another? No, they did not. If I live by a set of principles and a model of a human and divine man who paid the ultimate price and sacrificial love, no, I do not have license to harm another with my actions or with my words. Now, flipping over some tables might be okay using that same model. Being impeccable with my word This is one of those harder things I talked about last episode. So today I found found a path toward preparing for this episode and began the work of putting it together. What happened today? Several things happened, actually, to help my perspective get shifted. Yes, we are still in a global pandemic. Yes, we are still fighting against injustice. Yes, we still have election drama here in the U.S. But today is the day that I and my prayer partner had our usual touch base phone call that happens a couple times a month. This this is our time where we each share our worries and concerns that have come up since the last time we spoke, and then we pray for one another out loud. She prays for me and all the things I've shared with her. I pray for her and all the things she shared with me. And we are both Black women with similar lived experiences. So over the past 20 plus some years, we have become safe sounding boards for each other. We've become, we've become a safe space to unload the trauma and drama of our lived lives Today, as I was sitting, I was sitting at my work desk with my pen and notebook, as I do during our calls, I usually pull up some type of a nature scene on my laptop, a beach, a forest, a mountain scene, as these help me stay in this space of listening and sharing. Today, I found a virtual burning Yule log. My work desk faces a window, which gives me that natural light that I love, except today when it was wet and rainy and overcast. It was also late in the afternoon, which means early dusk was approaching. So as Anne was praying for me, and as I was focusing on the burning Yule log scene on my laptop, I happened to glance up and out of the window, the gray, overcast, darkening sky Between the space of a few minutes, I see the sky briefly turn blue with a hint of sunlight shining through a cloud. And as Anne finished praying for me and it was coming up on my turn to pray, I remembered one of my favorite Bible verses. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's from John chapter 1. 
So tis the season where darkness in real and metaphorical ways covers the earth. Right now, most of us are adjusting our annual traditions because of the pandemic. Others of us are facing these days without the loved ones we started the year with. And the election drama that we in the U.S. are living through is slowly, slowly coming to a form of an end. At at least we are hopeful for that part as I record this. Today, I was reminded that sometimes when I focus on things at my eye level, there is so, so much to feel hopeless about. When I change my focus and lift my eyes to the sky, because that's where the light is, because that is where hope resides, I am reminded that I believe in a higher energy, a higher power, a universal God who is always present, who cries with me and rages with me and enables me to do the harder things, who tells me to breathe, to be still, and know. Today, I also sent my Jewish friend a video recording of one of my favorite Christmas songs because he asked, not because I was being a jerk. And I was again reminded of the light, the light of the candles that are being lit on the menorah at his home with his family. So much emphasis in our culture on the light of the season during these times. And maybe maybe I should say the lights of the seasons, plural. This season is like no other, no matter your traditions, but this season, make note of how many traditions incorporate light. There was the five days of Diwali called the Festival of Lights and the eight days of Hanukkah, um, a celebration of the miracle of the oil and the light, the 12 days of Christmas marked by the red, green, and blue lights on trees in and outside of houses, and the seven days of Kwanzaa, also marked by the lighting of the candles of the Kinara. And then, of course, is the celebrations of the winter solstice, which may involve candlelight or could involve the burning of the Yule log. So many reminders packed into one season to remind us all that the darkness is temporary. Reminding us to look up, breathe, and remember the words from an old gospel song that says, trouble don't last always. And if we are here, standing, breathing, working to be better, working to do better for ourselves and for our fellow and sister humans. There is always hope for a better day. Be encouraged, my friends. Look toward the light. Stay in the light. Be the light. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Finding Faith.